It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? The Washington Wizards lose to the Timberwolves 118 to 107. Way too many turnovers. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. All right. Um, Brandon is on the injury report. He is out tonight. He will most likely be back tomorrow night for the game against the Jazz. So, uh, going solo tonight for sure. So uh, let's get into this game, 118-107. Just way, way too many turnovers. Uh, the Wizards had 21 turnovers compared to the Timberwolves, seven turnovers. And they had 32 points off of, of, off of turnovers. You just can't win like that against a good team like the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves, Timberwolves are 31-13. and 13. Best, they, have the best, they are the best defensive team in the NBA. At this point, just too much talent with Anthony Edwards, Carl Towns, Gobert. Uh, you give those guys so many opportunities to score. They're going to score in transition. Same thing, even McDaniels, uh, Walker Alexander, guys like that, Nas Reed. So uh, you, you lose the turnover battle like that. Uh, nine times out of ten, or really ten times out of ten, you're going to lose. Uh, they also gave up 60 points in the paint. We had 50. We gave up 60. They, they did a better job rebounding the ball today. Um, we actually beat. The Timberwolves in the rebounding category, 49 to 48. Now, we can talk about the last couple possessions of the game. I know, looking at the comments already, a lot of people are giving Jordan Poole a hard time. They were down by seven. He shot a pull-up three. He missed it. And then we had another possession where we were down by seven again, or really around eight. I can pull up the play-by-play. He missed the shot, and we did get the offensive rebound. He missed the shot. The shot, the first shot that he missed, when he got that off, I'm, I'm putting up the play-by-play here, really, really, just to uh, just to to get it down. So yeah, he missed a uh, he missed a 23 foot three point shot. We were down 113, 104. Mar- Marvin Bagley got the offensive rebound with one minute. And the game was it was kind of out of reach, but still it was kind of within. You just never know what happens if we hit a three. You know, we foul. They missed the free throw. You can never know what happened, or we get, we forced a turnover or something like that. Uh, Jordan Poole, he missed the driving layup. So first. He misses the – I'm pulling up right here. Yeah, he misses the 31-foot three-point shot with two minutes and 55 seconds left to go. We're down 109-102. Anthony Edwards gets the rebound. We actually get the ball back. Marvin Bagley gets a steal, and he misses – yeah, he misses the first free throw, and then he misses the second free throw. So that was huge, too, down the stretch, too. Marvin Bagley got that steal. He stole the ball from Anthony Edwards. 
He misses both free throws where Rudy Gobert fouls him on a fast break. He missed both free throws. So that was huge on Marvin Bagley, too. Marvin Bagley did not shoot the – did not uh, – he was not good from the free throw line again. Marvin Bagley had a great game overall. Another double-double, 14 rebounds. But 17 points, 14 rebounds. Marvin Bagley's been a heck of a pickup. He's been a steal. Uh, that was a steal of a trade. That was a heck of a trade. To, to trade for Marvin Bagley, to trade Mascala and Gallo for Marvin Bagley, Livers and two second-round picks, that was just a steal of a trade. Bagley's done a heck of a, have a heck of a job rebounding the ball and scoring a lot of putbacks again this game. So I thought he had a great game overall, but the free throws hurt. The Jordan pull pull up three hurt, and then also the 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 two missed free throws from Marvin Bagley hurt down the stretch for sure. And then uh, Jane McDaniel's misses a twenty five foot three pointer. Uh, Anthony Edwards gets the offensive rebound. Then Anthony Edwards misses again, and then Rudy Gobert gets the offensive board and they score one hundred eleven to one hundred two. Tyus Jones makes a, a jumper to go – I mean, a, a layup to go make it 111-104. Anthony Edwards makes a, makes a driving layup, layup to make it 113-104. Then uh, Marvin – then Jordan Poole misses the driving layup. Bagley gets off the board. Then Jordan Poole shoots another three in the corner, a 23-foot three-point jumper when we're down 113-104. He misses that shot where you could have got a better shot. You know, if he makes the shot, we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, kinda, it's, it's, it's a Jordan Poole shot again where it's like, you know, no, 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 don't shoot it. But if he makes it, just like, yeah, that was a good shot, kind of shot. That's that's a lot of the shots that Jordan Poole has taken. Uh, sometimes down the stretch, and and Kyle Kuzma's done that a lot too, where he's he's taking a lot of tough shots down the stretch for sure. So that's just my breakdown with the last part of the game. Just looking overall, I thought Denny played really well. He went four for five from the three point line, so I thought he had a great game overall. And uh, also he had a tough and one down the stretch too, uh, where he fell and. Um, and made the layup as well. I thought that was nice. So I thought he had a really good game overall. Uh, 24 points, 6 boards, 6 assists, 4 for 5 from the three-point line, 7 for 12 from the field. Uh, this is one of Denny's best uh, overall offensive games of the season for sure. Uh, Kuzma, 5 for 11 from the field, did other things, 14 boards, 8 assists. Tyus Jones ended up with uh, 5 points. Him and Jordan Poole, they just didn't – they weren't able to score a lot tonight. Jordan Poole was 2 for 11 from the field. He had seven points. Let me see how many turnovers he had. He had seven points and four turnovers. So he made two shots. So he had two field goals and four turnovers. So he had more. He had more turnovers than field goals, which is certainly unfortunate. And then Gafford fouled out, which was a questionable call. West challenged it, but of course the refs they don't give us any help at all at home, and they uh, they ended up saying that that was a foul, and they uh, that was that was Gafford's last foul. He ended up fouling out four boards tonight. Definitely need more boards from Gafford. Went five for five from the field. And um, who else in that starting lineup? But uh, Bagley, he, I thought he played really, really well. 17 points, 14 boards. And uh, 7 for 8 from the field as well. 15 boards. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bagley. 15 boards. Not 14, but 15. And then uh, Corey Kispert with 7 points tonight. Bilal, 4 points. Landry Shamet with 9. I thought he got to the basket pretty well. 6 for 6 from the free throw line. So, overall, they really could not stop Anthony Edwards. They couldn't stop Carl Towns. They didn't give up 62. Gobert had a double double, but at the end of the, the 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 big part is that they could not stop Anthony Edwards from getting to the basket. When when Anthony Edwards wanted to get his shot or create a shot for himself, Anthony Edwards was certainly able to do that, and that was a big part of the loss right there too. Anthony Edwards putting up thirty eight points. I mean, he he's just a talented player, man. He's a darn good player. He's an all star. He's going to be really good for years to come. So it's not easy stopping Anthony Edwards. And then Carl Towns came off a sixty two point game. Uh, the other night against the Hornets, and he had 27. So, <clears throat> excuse me, Gobert ends up with 19 and 16. So, um, 
Yeah, it, it just came down to turnovers and just getting stops. They weren't able to get stops when they needed it, and then shot selection down the stretch certainly didn't help the help the Wizards' case uh, either at all. So uh, we're gonna get into more uh, com- more more into the game a little bit. We're actually gonna get into a preview of the Jazz game. Then we're gonna read comments and we're gonna wrap it up for tonight because uh, I will be seeing you guys tomorrow. So before we get into the Jazz preview, we got a quick word from. Hungry Root. Today's episode is brought to you by Hungry Root. Trying to eat a little healthier in 2024, Hungry Root is here to rescue from short-lived resolutions by making meal planning easy and nutritious. Build healthy habits that won't disappear by February with Hungry Root. Whether you're brave in the cold or dealing with crowds, grocery shopping this time of the year is the worst. Why not stay home and let Hungry Root handle it? With Hungry Root, you can kickstart a week of healthy eating and get groceries delivered right to your door. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your tastes. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks and sweets, and much more. Hungry Root goes beyond your weekly weekly grocery haul with thousands of easy recipes that actually put your groceries to good use before they get forgotten in the back of your fridge. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA channel listeners 40% off your first delivery of free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash locked on to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash locked on. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Also, today's episode is brought to you by uh, Grammarly. Make sure you guys check out Grammarly. I use it all the time when it comes to writing. Grammarly Grammarly is there to support you from start to finish for over 10 years. Grammarly has been powered by AI technology you can trust to help you across the places where you write the most. And now Grammarly helps you do even more. With one click, you can easily and easily brainstorm, rewrite, and reply with suggestions based on your context and goals so you can improve productivity for you and your teams. Big presentation coming up. Let Grammarly create a personalized outline and get you organized so you can transform your ideas into a compelling presentation. Need to draft an important email and didn't know where to start? Grammarly has suggestions to jumpstart your writing. The best part is that it's free to use. Start being more productive at work. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download for free today. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash 
podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. So we'll we'll check out Prize Picks after we uh, get into the preview here. I'll look at a couple of comments here. We have twenty three comments in the chat here, but uh, let's let's take a look at the Jazz here and um, let's look at some of their stats and what they've done so far. Uh, the Jazz are a talented team. They got Larry Marketing, Colin Sexton. Right now, this year they are just looking at their record. They are 22 and 23. Um, they are, um, they do have a chance to make the plan this year, but right now they have, they are 23rd in points per game. Colin Sexton, Laurie Marketing, uh, Walker Kessler, they have a good team. Uh, they're 11th in points per game, 7th in assists, 7th in de- defensive rebound. That's probably because of Marketing, John Collins, and Walker Kessler. They're 5th in blocks. That's probably because of Walker Kessler a lot as well. Um, 12th and free throws attempted, probably because of Colin Sexton and uh, Jordan Clarkson get to the basket as well. <clears throat> They're ninth and three pointers attempted. Larry Marketing gets up a lot of threes. And um, defense, they're 23rd in points given up. They're 28th in assists given up as well. Eighth in total rebounded defensively as well. Uh, looking at their defensive rating, they're 23rd, so they're not a great defensive team. 10th in pace, so they like to get up and down the, down the court. Uh, they are also second in offensive rebounding percentage. Like I said, once again, Walker Kessler, Laura Markkinen, uh, John Collins. So they have a deep team of bigs. So this is another team where there's a lot of bigs like Gobert and Carl Towns. Uh, they have multiple bigs that they put out there and they play together a lot with uh, Markkinen and and uh, John Collins as well. And the other night they they lost to the Pelicans 153 to 124. Uh, Markkinen had only 11 points. Sexton had 22 in the former G-leaguer of the Capital City Go-Go. Chris Dunn had 10 points. Uh, Olenek is on a roster too. So they have they have a platoon. They have a plethora of big men that they throw out there. Walker Kessler comes off the bench. Kelly Olenek comes off the bench. Uh, Clarkson comes off the bench. Taylor Horton Tucker is on the roster too. Ochai Agbaji. And uh, Keontae George has had a solid rookie season as well. The former Georgetown Hoya. Omer, your seven, is on the bench as well. He did not play last game. And then they have a guy named um, Son. His name is Simone Fonticcio. I'm probably butchering his name, but he can fill it up. He can shoot the three really, really, really well. Um, just looking at his stats here, how he shot from the three-point line. He is shooting 39% from the free throw line. I mean, sorry, from the three-point line. From the three-point line, he's shooting 39%. He uh, he really fills it up from the three-point. He hit free. He hit five threes against the Pelicans the other last night when they lost 124 to 153. So, um, just looking for keys to development here. Once again, it's going to be another game where they're going to ha- they're they're going to need a lot of rebounding from Kyle Kuzma. Another double-digit rebounding game from him. Danny's going to have to get involved with rebounding Bagley as well. Uh, Garden marking and you have to get out to shooters. Clarkson can shoot the three. Sexton can shoot the three. The guy I just said, Fontecino, Fontecino can shoot the three. All right, talk about marketing. Uh, John Collins will shoot the three. Kelly Olenek will shoot the three. Clarkson will shoot the three. So they got a lot of Ochai Agbaji, Conte George. They have a lot of guys who will get a lot of threes up, so you have to defend the three and get back on defense. They are 10th in pace. 
So those are the things I'm looking for. And then just defense, 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 getting stops, making it tough on guys and re- gain rebounding. They're just going to have to rebound. Bagley, another double-digit rebounding game. We're going to need that from him too. And we need a better game from Jordan Poole. We just do. We need a better shooting game from Jordan Poole. We need a better shooting game from Tyus Jones from our guards. And uh, we, we just need that. The shot selection has to be there too. So, um, But just looking at it from a developmental standpoint, Bilal, keep doing what he's doing, getting to the basket, being aggressive, uh, looking for his own shot. I want to see that, him playing with confidence. Uh, for sure. So, um, but yeah, they got they got that work uh, cut out for them with Sexton. He's a guy that can get to the rim, get to the basket, and score. Same thing with Clarkson, and uh, Chris Dunn is a darn good defender as well. So this should be a fun game. Should be a good game, uh, entertaining game for sure. Um, and the uh, the Jazz are a very very competitive team. They're a very competitive team. So that's what I'm looking forward to uh, with that. Um, today's episode is uh, now. Before we get to the com- we're gonna get to the comments real quick. Uh, before we get to that, today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. We it is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the specials league. A league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey, a 10 and a half combo three pointers made, plus receptions. Went to play alongside some of Price Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community each week. Uh, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA. And use code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to 100. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Dollars. All right. So the picks that I had, I didn't say them last night. I think I said, I think I said go bear um Timberwolves money line. I think I said go bear 10 boards, Timberwolves money line, and like Carl Towns 20 points. I think that hit pretty easily. I did make a um so yeah, that that's for Fandle prize picks. If you did the over on Go Bear's rebounds, his rebounds were at about 13 and a half. Go bear into the night with how many boards? He ended up with, let's see, I want to say he ended up with like 16 rebounds, 15 boards or something like that. Um, but, yeah, if you would if you would have hit the over, I, I did take the over on Marvin Bagley's nine and a half points. He smashed that with 17. That was just way too low. I don't think they've really accurately set his line yet on on uh, price picks. And then Gobert, yeah, his, his rebounds were 13 and a half. He ended up with 16. So any big man. That goes up against the Wizards. Take the over on their rebounds. So if you want to take a look at uh, Walker Kessler, uh, Laurie Markkinen, any of those guys, uh, definitely take it their rebounds. I, I, I would take a look at really uh, Laurie Markkinen and look at his boards. And if they put his boards at like eight and a half or something like that, I'd probably take the over. If they put it at like seven and a half, eight and a half, I would definitely take the, the over on Laurie Markkinen's rebounds. <coughs> I'll probably take the over on his points too. I, I got to see what his points line is set at. So I'd probably take the over on Laurie Markkinen's points tomorrow night as well. All right, so let's get into the comments here. 
probably read about one or two and then uh, wrap it up for tonight. And then uh, we'll get into some more comments tomorrow night for sure. All right. Uh, let's see here. The truth says pool with more turnovers than shots. Hold on. I just got to take a quick, uh, quick drink of water here. Uh, more turnovers than shots. Yeah, he, he did, unfortunately. And, um, just some of the shots he likes down the, down the stretch of the game and the clutch was a little questionable. Like I, I, I read out the play-by-play where, you know, we got the offensive rebound. He took a quick three. I get it. Time is flying. You got to knock down a shot, but maybe he could have went to the basket, got a two, went to the basket, and dished it off or something like that. And then the pull-up three, I think that's the one that everybody's really more upset about is the pull-up three that he took earlier when we were down by seven. That one uh, definitely didn't help the Wizards' case. Definitely didn't help the Wizards case to win the game. All right. Uh, DMV for life says our starting center had four rebounds. Get Gaffer out of DC. He's soft. Start Bagley ASAP. Um, I wouldn't call him soft, but uh, four rebounds. He definitely has had more than that. He did foul out. He was in foul trouble. Bagley has come in, man. He's been a man. He's just man. He's been a, a man amongst boys, honestly, out there at times. Uh, <laughs> excuse me, with 17 points, 15 rebounds. He's just been a menace on the boards. Uh, the broadcaster talking about his quick jumping. He's a quick leaper. You saw that Duke, how athletic he is. Uh, he's 6'10, but he jumps out the he jumps to the point where it's like he plays like he's seven feet tall or seven foot one because he's a lob threat. He's just he just has a lot of energy. He's so talented. You see why he was the second pick of the draft. Like you look at the talent, like he has that talent, but you know, he just hasn't panned out to some of the guys that were drafted, you know, in that draft class or drafted after him. He just hasn't reached that. Um the accolades that those guys have reached. But as far as just a, a, a talent, athletic player, he checks a lot of boxes, man. He, he He's fun to watch, man. I'm so happy that they brought him here because it was it was tough to watch. We didn't have any guys that could rebound other than Gafford. And then Gafford, you know, he gets in foul trouble. He gets winded. Bagley just keeps going, man. And this was against Gobert and against Carl Towns. I was impressed, man. I, I love what I'm seeing from Marvin Bagley. He's, he's having a career renaissance for sure, and he's showing why. You know, he was he was drafted really, really high in the draft. He's so talented. He really is. All right. Um 757 Finder says Kuz, Jordan, and Gaffer all need to kick rocks. They've been horrible. Yeah, Kuzma, ever since the I'm not gonna say ever since the trade reports have come out, because he's been known he was on the trade blog or he possibly could get traded. And a lot of reports that Woj said that the Wizards are reticent to trade Kyle Kuzma. So they're kind of hesitant on it. They're not really in a rush to do it. They can wait until next year. So you would think that would kind of keep Kuzma at ease, honestly. But Kuzma, and ever since Bagley has come on, you can kind of tell that, you know, he's not, I'm not going to say he's not getting the shots, but offensively he hasn't been scoring as much. We haven't seen the 30-point games that he was putting up earlier in the year, the 25, 28-point games. Uh, when ba- With Bagley coming in, it just he hasn't been kind of that same guy. <laughs> and I'm not going to blame Bagley coming in. But, yeah, Kuzma has been wildly, wildly, wildly inconsistent as of late. And he's taken some 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 crazy shots down the stretch, too. Uh, Gafford, you know, he is what he is. I think he's better suited as a backup big, great energy, good room runner, lob threat, all that. But the foul trouble, gets a foul trouble from time to time. And then just, you know, he going up against other bigs, he struggles. You know, any big that is – just as strong as him or stronger, they usually end up with 20 points and 20 boards or an automatic double-double. And that's kind of what you saw tonight. And Gobert always gets a double-double, so I'm not just going to blame Gaff. 
you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, Gaffer, he, he struggles to guard other big men for sure. And uh, other bigs usually get a bunch of rebounds uh, against Gafford as well. Uh, Bullets Nation said, I used to be a Dave Gafford fan, but this season has made it so hard for me to like him. He's been so bad at so many games. And what I will say to that, I, I get I get what you're saying, Bullets Nation, but at the same time, he he's like the only big out there. It's him and Bagley, and that's it. And I don't want to make any excuses for Gafford, but, you know, he tries. He gets effort. He blocks shots. But, yes, as far as, like, getting moved around sometimes, yeah, he definitely gets moved around. And, like I said, other bigs usually have career nights against Daniel Gafford. They usually do. They usually do. So, um, Gafford, he's on the trade block, too. The Mavericks are interested. The Knicks are interested. The Rocks are, Rockets have called for Gafford's services. So, Gafford has some trade value. I don't think he'll get a first, but a lot of teams are looking for him, and I think he definitely could help some other teams. Like, you know, I could see him going to the Rockets and Van Vliet throwing them lobs and Jalen Green throwing them lobs and run, rim running, come off the bench behind saying goon. I think that would be a perfect fit for Dan Gafford for him to come off the bench instead of being a starting big. I think he can be a starter in this league, which he has been, but him behind saying goon. If he goes to the Mavericks, he'd probably be behind Derek Lively. He might start over Derek Lively. We'll see. So the, and then the Knicks, Hartenstein and him with Mitchell Robinson being out, that makes sense. Tom Thibodeau would definitely push him, though. Tom Thibodeau would not allow any being pushed over and whatnot. So I think Gafford, I think that would be good for him to, to play with uh, play under Thibodeau. Thibodeau, I think Thibodeau would, would definitely help motor his game for sure. So I think that, that would be interesting to see him play with the Knicks as well behind uh, Isaiah Hartenstein for sure. And uh, we'll see what we get for Gafford if if he does end up getting traded. All right. Dean Pomeroy says, how do you expect to win when we allow the Timberwolves to shoot 25 more shots than us? Yeah, it's turnovers, man. You can't turn the ball over that much. You can't expect to win when you turn the ball over that much. And you give you give um, Anthony Edwards that many opportunities. You give Carl Towns that many opportunities. And uh, Gobert, yeah, you're going to lose. The Timberwolves are a legitimate team. They're a legitimate team. And they, they've won a lot of games so far. All right. Oh, let's see here. I guess we'll read last one here. A lot of people going in on, on the team right now. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, Ellis Johnson said, I don't think it's bad. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not going to blame Kyle's bad or inconsistent play just because of Bagley. And um, let's see here. Josh Jenkins says Bagley 17 points, 15 boards, been balling since he got to DC. Yeah, he has. He has. He's been balling really, really well. Uh, let's see here. Lamar Odom. Uh, Elizabeth Hayden says, What do you think about Bradley Bill's performance in the Suns? I haven't really watched a lot of the Suns. I really have not this year. I haven't really watched um, a lot of Bradley Bill this year, to be honest with you. I know he finally is playing, so that's good to see. Uh, he uh, has been injured a lot, so it's good to see that he's finally playing. I, I know he's he's had a couple good games. I want to look at the stats now. I know Luca was playing really, really well against them right now, from what I heard. Um, I'll look that up real quick, then I'll probably wrap it up here. Um, the Suns are winning 82 to 66, 82 to 65. Uh, Brad has 12 points right now. Devin Booker has 27. Luca has 25 in the third quarter. So Luca's going to end up with about probably 35, 40 points when it's all said and done. And uh, I don't think Kyrie's playing. Kyrie's not playing tonight either. So I know um, Luca's going to have a great game. But uh, yeah, Bradley Bell has 12 points. It's good to see him. He's finally healthy. It's good to finally see that. 
All right, uh, Timothy Swindell says, I've grown accustomed to seeing the Wizards have a lead in the game at any point and knowing they'll lose. It's sad, and I don't even like basketball. Yeah, I mean, they were up by six. Six was their largest lead. They did not have a large lead like they usually do. They weren't up by, like, 15, 20 points like we've seen them before. But, um, yeah, they, they, they uh, you know, it kind of knew they were going to lose this game tonight as well. All right, so uh, we're going to wrap it up tonight. And uh, we're going to see you guys tomorrow. I'm going to see you guys tomorrow night as we play the uh, Utah Jazz on a back-to-back. So it should be a lot of fun. We'll see how the Wizards play against the Utah Jazz tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Eastern. I'll probably be on with you guys at about 9.30. So I just want to make sure you guys subscribe, hit the notification bell as well, and uh, check me out tomorrow. Hopefully Brandon is back on the – hopefully he's off the injury report. And uh, he's back tomorrow night. So make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell as well. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 